Good afternoon. Israeli troops have been told to be ready for a ground offensive into Gaza. Let's go live now to Hugh Whitfeld in Tel Aviv. Hugh, when could Israel make that step into Gaza? Well, Angie, the troops could get the green light at any moment after nearly two weeks of mobilisation and training. Tens of thousands of soldiers are stationed down in southern Israel right now where the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and some of his senior ministers and defence officials visited troops uh, late in the afternoon. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu telling them we will give the hard blow to our enemies so that we achieve victory. The defence minister telling soldiers that they will see inside Gaza soon. The situation on the ground in Gaza is continuing, though, to deteriorate. Israel has continued to uh, drop bombs, essentially, on Gaza, including in the area where civilians have been told to evacuate to. And the hope is today that uh, some of those aid trucks will be able to cross from Egypt into southern Gaza with the badly needed food, water and medical supplies that people on the ground need. That's under a deal brokered by Egypt and the United States. The UN says they need a whole lot more, as many as 100 trucks a day. Jordan and Egypt have condemned what they describe as the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. There is basically no water to drink in southern Gaza right now and people are surviving on tinned food. As Israel continued its bombing campaign of Gaza, the US now says that the death toll from the uh, from the explosion at the Gaza hospital earlier in the week that uh, launched uh, protests right across this part of the world now stands at anywhere between one and 300. The Palestinians say it's closer to 470. So that ongoing counterclaim and claim about what happened at the Anglican Church Hospital continues ahead of this ground invasion. Angie. Hugh Whitfeld in Tel Aviv. US President Joe Biden has declared that it's the aim of Hamas and Putin to destroy their democratic neighbours. The stark assessment came during an address from the Oval Office. Mr Biden called for billions of dollars in extra funding for Israel and Ukraine. Here's US Bureau Chief David Woiwood. With a foot in two wars, the US President Joe Biden has made an historic pitch to the American people this evening, outlining the national security imperative of keeping up supply and support to both Israel and Ukraine. When terrorists don't pay a price for their terror, when dictators don't pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos and death and more destruction. The primetime address live from the Oval Office saw Joe Biden lean heavily on his own experiences in Israel this week where he met with families caught up in the violence before drawing a strong link between the atrocities of Hamas and the ongoing struggle in Ukraine. Hamas and Putin represent different threats, but they share this in common. They both want to completely annihilate a neighbouring democracy. An urgent spending effort is now the president's priority. He'll take it to Congress tomorrow, investing in defence of Ukraine and Israel now, he says, will pay dividends for democracy in the future. It's a smart investment that's going to pay dividends for American security for generations. Help us keep American troops out of harm's way. Help us build a world that is safer, more peaceful, more prosperous for our children and grandchildren. He acknowledged the divisions exposed by this latest war here and around the world, but ended on a message of hope, imploring the world not to give up on peace. 
A third repatriation flight carrying Australians from Israel touched down at Sydney Airport this morning. There were hugs and tears after the Emirates flight arrived and families were reunited. For many fleeing the hostilities, there was a feeling this moment may never come. What does this moment mean to you? The best. I'm glad now they can be safe. Well, it's weird for sure. It's a mixed feeling. A lot of people being killed from both sides. I'm glad I'm here now. There were also people returning from Lebanon, heeding government advice not to travel to parts of the Middle East. Firefighters are set to receive a pay rise of 4.5%, their highest in more than a decade. The state government and union have reached agreement on the increase for 6,800 employees at Fire and Rescue New South Wales. The rise is similar to that granted to the state's other frontline workers. A suburban cricketer has admitted to ripping off his employer to lure international players to Melbourne. Dreams of playing the sport professionally ended as a scam that netted a quarter of a million dollars. Rochelle Brown was in court. The Doncaster con artist stole more than $240,000 from his employer and used it to lure international cricket stars, including Chris Gale, for a T20 tournament organisers described as a cricket festival like no other. The man who signed the marquee side was Navishta De Silva. The former talent agent today admitted to falsifying tax invoices and doctoring purchase orders to funnel the money into his personal account. Did you apologise to your employer? He splashed tens of thousands on attracting cricket players for the series, made purchases at Louis Vuitton and Luxury Escapes and used a portion to cover his tracks. It's the second time De Silva has stolen from an employer. He's done it before. This was pretty devious and calculating. He knows it was dishonest. The court heard the 36-year-old has now paid the money back by working two jobs and borrowing money from family. De Silva will return to court later this month to be sentenced. He could face up to 10 years behind bars for the scam, but the judge is also considering community service.